Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Backstrom along the wall, leads it across to Ovechkin, he scores! Alex Ovechkin ties Dave Anderchuk for the most power play goals in NHL history! The feed from Backstrom, and it's 1-0 Washington! This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals tie it up late but lose in overtime in Chicago. More COVID issues. Kuznetsov in protocol and the team heading to Canada today. And a date with the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow night. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, December 16th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. It was a wild game in Chicago last night as the Capitals again fell in a three-on-three overtime this season. The Hawks bite them 5-4 to in overtime after Connor Sherry had tied the game with just three seconds left in regulation. Caleb Jones with his first goal and first point in a Chicago uniform, a night in which Ilya Samsonov gave up five goals on 27 shots. Man, it was a rough night for him, and the Capitals now looking to get back on the beam tomorrow night against Winnipeg. Yeah, rare rough night of late for Ilya Samsonov, but some penalty trouble as well for the Capitals. Three power play goals in total for the Chicago Blackhawks, a season high for them. But ultimately for the Capitals, uh, the game got away from them in the second period. Those three goals allowed in 34 seconds as the Hawks built a 3-1 lead. Credit the Capitals. They had a couple of comebacks in you know later stages in the game in the third period, ultimately sending the game to overtime. They pick up one point. Unable to capitalize and take advantage of the second. They fall in OT. So a little bit of good, a little bit of not so good as far as the Capitals. A mixed bag at United Center. An opportunity to bounce back now. Tomorrow won't be easy, though, against the Winnipeg Jets. Capitals have been fighting injuries and COVID protocol for a while now. And COVID again with the word yesterday afternoon officially that Evgeny Kuznetsov in COVID protocol. It's the third time he's been placed in it dating back to last season. That is unbelievably terrible luck for him, Ben. I don't know anyone in my life in hockey or out that that's happened to anyone I've even heard of. A big loss on the top line. It's a big loss on the power play. It's a big loss now on the penalty kill. More on that later. I think we learned that last night, too. You take him out of there, the Capitals, a really rough night, a man down. And they finally get Nick Backstrom back. And isn't it the Capitals' luck? They finally, we were just on the show yesterday talking about this team finally starting to get close to health again, the injuries, getting Nick Backstrom back last night and how big a lift that would be. And here we are again, waiting around for COVID tests this morning. It's two steps forward, one step back kind of scenario for the Capitals. And you're right, even earlier in the week, Peter Laviolette was asked, you know, about the potential of getting closer to that optimal lineup. And he said, I'm not even going there. I know better than that to talk hypothetical about health and 
Sure enough, not even the injury bug here, but the COVID bug biting the Capitals now. So tough on Evgeny Kuznetsov. You're right. You feel for him. Not only has he been in COVID protocol before, but going back to last season, John, he had symptoms. He dealt with it. He's spoken openly, publicly about the challenges that he went through off the ice, the challenges he then experienced as he returned to the ice. He had a very difficult time. So we don't know the details now, but hopefully for Kuznetsov's sake, it's either asymptomatic or mild. He's in COVID protocol right now. Hopefully it's nothing too serious as far as he's concerned and he'll be able to get through this and when he does eventually return he'll be able to pick up where he left off because for Kuzi a terrific start to this season certainly and uh, Pete's they'll be missing now moving forward for the next little stretch let's talk about something good before we dissect the stuff that wasn't last night Alex Ovechkin with a goal in the second period giving the Caps at the time a one nothing lead. It was the 274th career power play goal, tying it with Dave Anderchuk for the most in NHL history. TJ Oshie and Nick Backstrom assist on it. Ovechkin, Ben, only provides us with once-in-a-lifetime moments on days that end in Y. Another landmark moment last night in his incredible career. Yeah, great moment for Alex Ovechkin. And nice that Nicholas Backstrom was on the ice and able to be a part of it. He picks up, I put this in air quote, a secondary assist on the goal. And I put that in air quotes because Nick Backstrom had a lot to do with it, settling things down on that number one power play unit. And Ovechkin with that patented one-timer from the left face-off circle, beating Marc-Andre Fleury. Great moment, smiles all around. And now we get to do it again, John, whenever he passes Dave Andrichuk now for the most goals in league history with the man advantage. But figured it was only a matter of time. So good on Alex Ovechkin, another milestone, and just part of what was all around, John, for Ovechkin. A great night in Chicago. Ten shots on goal, the primary assist on the Connor Sherry game. Tire late in regulation. Ovechkin was driven, he was engaged, and hopefully that carries over as well now into Winnipeg. Those 10 shots, the most he's had in any game this season, too. The penalty kill, Ben, last night set on fire. Three goals allowed on six chances. Too many penalties, yeah, of course, but a PK unit that is missing too many key pieces seemed to buckle under the strain last night. First time all season. The Caps allowed three power play markers in a game. It was the first time the Hawks scored three in a single contest. And two of those, as you alluded to earlier, coming in a stretch where the Caps allowed three goals in 34 seconds. The Caps very much lost the special teams battle last night. And it's tough, that penalty kill. No Tom Wilson, no Garnet Hathaway, no Evgeny Kuznetsov. And then in the second period, while you're shorthanded, you're missing a couple of key cogs with Nick Dowden and Martin Ferravari in the penalty box serving minors. So certainly shorthanded in those instances. That said, John, I, I thought at the same time, despite the, the struggles with the penalty trouble and some shorthanded situations, times you need your goaltender to be your best penalty killer. Didn't necessarily think that was the case from Ilya Samsonov. I actually thought that the go-ahead marker in the third period that Alex Dabrinkit scored, and granted Dabrinkit, one of the best snipers and players, you know, young players in the league, he was wide open in front, but... Thought Samsonov, he got just a piece of the shot that made it 4-3 for Chicago. Thought that was one that maybe ultimately he'd like to have back, trying to move post to post in that sequence. Overall, too many penalties. Playing with fire when you give a team like Chicago that many power play opportunities. And they paid for it with those uh, three shorthanded goals allowed. And another loss in three-on-three overtime. You would have thought at some point a lucky bounce, anything might have gotten him a W in the five-minute sudden death. What is it with this team and sudden death overtime this year? As good as they've been this year, they have left a lot of points on the board, including last night in Chicago. Yeah, and you know what? In, in that instance last night in Chicago, too, the first, I'll say, 50 seconds, you know, they had possession. 
and they kept the puck away from the aforementioned Alex Dabrinkit, who otherwise had a great game for Chicago. The first, you know, first sequence, John, first shift. But they did the hang, you know, handled things well. The Capitals, it's a possession game over time, but the Blackhawks just had one opportunity off the Russian transition and able to take advantage of their chance. Yeah, 0 for 6 for the Capitals. I don't know. You hope now moving forward with Backstrom part of it, maybe when Kuznetsov gets back, you start to have some additional weapons for overtime that uh, with the closer to optimal lineup, they could take advantage of. But it's a head scratcher because you've got so much talent with the Capitals at three on three OT in theory. Uh, they should be better than 0 and 6. That's for sure. Here's something that raises a negative eyebrow, and it doesn't have anything to do with a game on the ice. The Capitals changed their travel plans to stay in Chicago last night. They wake up in the Windy City this morning, and I say that because usually the team departs right after the game for the next city. The only time they don't is when they're too far away to come back home to Washington. So to change that suggests that they want to do, and they are, one more round of COVID testing before arriving in Canada. In an effort to ensure that this one-game Canadian swing doesn't leave anybody behind, Ben, I just keep thinking how tough this is for hockey operations. For Rob Tillotson, who's in charge of the travel on this team, this is without a doubt a challenge that we've never seen before these last couple of years. And just trying to, with enhanced protocols apparently coming, this is going to be very difficult. But the Caps this morning are waiting around and into the afternoon to see if there's any other positive tests. Let's hope that this ends with Evgeny Kuznetsov on this particular trip. Yeah. And the last thing you want is to cross the border, be in Winnipeg, find out at that point, you have a positive test, an individual or individuals then have to go into COVID protocol. And then you're talking about border crossings to try to get them back in time, forget the hockey for a minute, try to get them back for the holidays, et cetera. And it's just, it's a difficult time of year to even think about things like that. So hopefully the test results do come back and, they're positive in, in, in the good sense. That's what I'm trying to say, that they're negative in terms of any COVID results. You're right. Hopefully the COVID protocol now, the list ends at this point. Unfortunately, we know it's not that easy given the, the nature of the spread, et cetera. And when they're in Winnipeg, boys buckle down in the hotel. I would think it's a fairly conservative business trip and stay in the hotel. No recreation activity, no going out for dinner. And you got to play it safe. And uh, certainly protocol is going to be enhanced league-wide now. You're right in terms of what players are able to do uh, on the road and in team environments could look a little bit more similar, a little bit more similar to what the players had to experience and deal with last year, which I know wasn't easy for, for anybody who's part of the traveling party. Yeah. Everything seems to be changing night in and night out right about now on a more positive note in the good sense, if you will, Lars Eller, another goal last night. That's three games in a row that he's now scored in Daniel Sprong. I thought had one of his best games of the season, lots of offensive chances even before his goal. And then of course, Connor, Sherry with a goal with three seconds left to force overtime. Those are all good things and also good. The team had 46 shots on goal last night. Yeah, offensively, they came to play last night and thought Marc-Andre Fleury credit him for Chicago, even with the four goals allowed. He was terrific making some big stops, but you're right, the Capitals had the opportunities, and I like to see from Lars Eller, we've spoken about him in terms of maybe a little bit of a slower start to his season based on his own offensive expectations. It's nice to see him getting into a groove now, a three-game goal-scoring streak, and really nice to see Daniel Sprong being active as he was last night in Chicago, and I say that in the context of as 
they inch closer, again, careful to say this, but as they inch closer towards the potential optimal lineup, perhaps in the coming weeks, they're going to have to be roster decisions to be made. And we've seen Daniel Sprung before, sort of that 13th forward, somebody who could be made a healthy scratch. He's a guy, along with maybe some of the other youngsters in the lineup, that need to still make an impression to show the coaching staff, you know, leave an impression that when everyone starts to get healthy again, Hey, I want to stay in the lineup and good for Daniel Sprong. Last night was an example of what he's capable of with that release, with that speed, with that offensive potential. Uh, nice to see him contribute and uh, get on the score sheet last night with a big goal as well. A reminder that Nick Dowd and Trevor Van Riemsdyk will not be able to play in Winnipeg tomorrow night. Not going to get Garnet Hathaway back either. And now Kuznetsov won't be playing too for all the same reason. Your three forwards down, Ben. That's a real nice time if you could get Tom Wilson back in the lineup. He's on the trip, non-contact jersey. The Capitals sure could use him. And maybe the fact that the Capitals sent Brett Leeson back to Hershey, maybe Tommy's able to go against the Jets tomorrow night. Yeah, you hope so. And that's a trickle-down effect as well. If you get Wilson back and you could put him back on that top-line wing position, then you have the opportunity to move Alexei Protus down the depth chart, but to use him, take advantage of that position flexibility, use him as a center on a night when, again, you're going to be without Kuznetsov and you're going to be without doubt. In other words, you're going to be thin down the middle and between McMichael or Scarbosa or Protus, some combination of that, they want to be able to take advantage of some of that center depth. So the Wilson return, if he is able to return, uh, would help in that regard as well. A trickle-down effect and a boost as well to a penalty kill unit, which, as noted, certainly had its challenges last night. Coming up on the show tomorrow, a special guest joining us, former colleague of mine at NBC Sports. You know him. You may not necessarily love him. Mike Milbury going to be here tomorrow to talk about the Capitals, Alex Ovechkin, the NHL, and also his new podcast, Mike Milbury's Fight Club. But you'll all know what he's thinking by the time he's done. That's tomorrow. Mike Milbury joining us here on Caps this morning. It's the Caps and Winnipeg Jets from Canada Life Center at 8 o'clock tomorrow. Network airtime at 745. Your extended pregame show, Caps Game Day, exclusively here on Caps Radio 24-7. That will begin with Ben at 4 o'clock. Hey, Ben, have yourself a terrific Thursday, will you? Happy McNugget Minute Thursday, John. Go get your nuggets. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.